Hey there, welcome to episode two of the Author Elevate podcast with Janina Polito and Amy Williams. That's Amy my Williams. name today. Yay. <laughs> and just to refresh your brain, if you're a old subscriber, this was the podcast formerly known as Own Your Unique Words, and we are still getting around to switching the names and the graphics over because Sometimes they hide those updates in little sneaky places, so I'm still having to find them. <laughs> but I am finding them, and things will be switched over to the new graphics. Just one of those signs that really everything lingers on the internet. Like, there's ghosts everywhere of things that you're like, wow. Nothing I... is ever lost. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they found us. Yay! Yay! We're so glad we're here. We're so glad you guys are here. Yes. We're glad you're here on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, we're if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or our website, wherever you are, um, make sure you go and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of this awesome epicness that's happening here. <laughs> Absolutely. And a major shout out to Jessica Fry, who is on the Rocketeer level of our Patreon, because we have one of those. And the Rocketeer level is the level that gets you this exclusive shout out, access to the Author Elevate Mastermind Facebook group, where you get episodes and outtakes and stuff early. Plus, we show up once a month for Q&A and all that and expert worksheets and cheat sheets whenever those go with episodes, plus um, other fun stuff. So thank you, Jessica. And if you're interested in signing up for that, please check out the link that is in the description on YouTube or other places online, or just go to patreon.com slash author elevate and you're good yes, as well. That's right. Alrighty. So... We also do things. The awesome thing about this podcast is that we're actively in the industry and have been in for some time now. So on my end, I have been doing all the launches pretty much. It's been like launch a book and then do stuff with Author Elevate with you, Amy. And also Uncommon Universes Press had a brand shift and... Uh, just launch and launch and launch and launch and launch and launch. And actually, there is one more thingy coming up in my future with that. It's a, it's a good it's a good assumption that if you aren't in the middle of launching something, we're talking about what we're getting ready to launch. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like a, the pivots. Like, you know, the pivots of the pivots. Pivot. Like, business is all about the pivot. And I have been pivoting so much that I feel like I'm really dizzy after a while. <laughs> But that is where I am at. And so, yeah, it's, but it, the book launch was great. Um, it was in my urban fantasy side series. And Author Elevate has been fantastic. And I'm super excited to be here. And the brand shift was great. And the UP staff was great with that. So it's all happening really fantastically. What about you? What's been going on with your oh, life goodness. with that? Oh, goodness. So many things. <laughs> So many, things. so many things, and this is only a short podcast, so we won't yes. go into so all of them. So let's like go through like the top <laughs> two narrow or three, it down. so we can get um, on to other stuff as well. The the biggest thing happening in my life right now is I am actually leaving tomorrow mm -hmm. to to drive a thousand miles to go teach at the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writing Conference. Yay! And I'm so, so, so excited to be on faculty this year. Uh, it, 
and I was I've been invited to speak about speculative fiction. Okay. So what you know a little bit about. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. Um, I, I kind of did have to tone tone down some of the nerd. I think just because mm -hmm. I didn't want to scare people but yeah. I'm super excited it's going to be a ton of fun I'm really really eager to run into a bunch of my friends who are there yeah. um and then uh the other thing that's happening is also at that conference is okay. I'm actually pitching a manuscript oh my goodness so well I say pitching I actually don't know if I'm going to have time to officially pitch but this just means I have to track down people yes. and corner them and ask them if they want it very professionally in a non-stalkery but kind of stalkery but not really stalkery way this yes. this happens hey you're my friend you want my book Yo. yeah <laughs> hi so no. you can no it's a book that i've been working on for about i wrote it in about three months at the beginning mm -hmm. of the year first quarter and it's my first time i've ever ever written a full-length non-fiction book oh, wow basically yeah. on on living a joyful life when life mm -hmm. isn't joyful Oh man, that's and so, so needed too. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, and uh, I hope I hope everybody else will be too. But we'll yeah, see what happens. So. That, that but that's kind of been absorbing my my life at the moment. I've done oh three goodness. loads of laundry, I packed bag, and I've gone grocery shopping, and I've cleaned the house. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that's that's a lot. And the, what I love about what you're doing with that is. We're we're not just here authors saying, oh, do these things. We're also actively doing yeah. all these things. And we know what it's like to be on the other side of the table. We know what it's like to like try to put your book out there and hope it works out okay. Um, some of the things, some of the advice that we give, it comes from personal experience. So when we say something doesn't work, it means we may have tried it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a thing. And... Uh, so just understand that we're not here, like we may be ahead of the game in some ways from where you are, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you know how they say like there's practicing doctors who are always learning and always growing, which they should yeah. be because medicine's always changing. I say there always should be practicing writers, practicing editors, practicing all those things. You should never be in a place where you're like, I know everything about this because that's not how creative creativity works. That's not how the industry works. As I mentioned before, you're always pivoting. That's just part of part of well, the whole journey. And I know that one of the things that always comes up in conversation, whether we're at a conference or, or whatever, but people always want to know what's, you know, how do I get noticed? Yes. What's the best thing to do to get noticed? Mm -hmm. And and nine times out of ten, my first answer is always teachability. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Because yes. if you can, if you can present the the idea and the, you know, present yourself in a way mm -hmm. that shows that you're willing to learn and that you never stop uh -huh. learning, uh, and willing to be taught, then mm -hmm. that goes a long way in in ranking your professionalism. So. Oh my goodness. Yes, and that's because anytime you're writing a book, even if you've written thirty or forty books, it still has to go to an editor of some kind. You still have to get feedback on it of some kind. You're still going to have to go through and fix things. So especially as authors, you're always going to have to be facing that thing that you didn't do something perfect the first time. Yeah. And marketing is always changing. And so this week when we talk about what is new and shiny, you may have seen around those kind of trope and topical meme graphics, you know, where they have the, oh, yes. the book cover in the middle and then you have all these different uh, little kind of words are on the side of it with little arrows coming in. And you can make these on BookBrush. You can make these for free on Canva. 
they're not super duper difficult uh, to make. I've seen them everywhere. I have seen them everywhere, and I did one of them myself, which was really fun. And um, I want to do one. How do you do you, one, Janine? Oh, you should totally do. Okay, well, I just popped on my Canva, which I have Canva Pro, but you can also just use free Canva, okay. um, and you can go on and on Canva you can literally select the size of post and so I would probably do um, Instagram size because okay. that's a nice big square Facebook mm-hmm. size is kind of this weird sort of rectangle it's a wonky rectangle yeah thing. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that <laughs> and then you can go to the design area and pop your book cover in there your ebook cover put it in the center of the graphic and then put some kind of background on it and then put some different arrows going on there. And if I get the time, I may actually do a little quick tutorial on this. And here's the reason why. A part of me was thinking, well, you know, graphic design, things come and go and come and go. And that, that's part of the marketing side of things when you're doing this is that there's a, there's a fad and then it goes out the other way. But what I love about this one where you have that book cover in the middle and you have all those different arrows is that if you really know your stuff about your book, you can use classic marketing tricks um, in this. Because when you're talking about your book to readers, you really want to use things that are going to attract them. So you want to use like tropes like chosen one or enemies to lovers or, you know, brothers in arms or things that, you know, you're, you know, that your genre tends to enjoy. Like I have, you know, knife of stabbiness and things like that. Because One of the ones that I saw was actually mm-hmm. from a UUP author. I'm going to mm-hmm. shout out to Haley Hansen. Okay. Hi he, Haley. He did one that uh, had uh, girls in STEM. Yeah, which which I thought was really cool because that's a unique aspect of her book that people mm-hmm. would recognize and connect with. So I thought mm-hmm. that was and well one that one shout out I did was Lefty's rep. My main character is a yeah. lefty, which yeah. I actually had to do a bit of research on that because I'm not a lefty, and I had to figure out okay what really bothers lefties. And one of the things that bothered her was that um, people kept forgetting she was a lefty, and they go, "Oh, right, you're left-handed," and she's like, "That hasn't changed." <laughs> still left-handed and also the fact that a lot of lefties tend to be ambidextrous because they live in a righty world and you kind of have to learn how to use your right hand so that was like really eye-opening um and someone commented saying yeah lefties rep i'm like cool okay so if you haven't done one of these and i know you know a lot of people like well was it on trend last week but not this week but the thing is this particular design has a lot of timeless elements. I think you can actually get away with using this beyond the trend aspects because it's using stuff that any well-made sales graphic is going to have anyway. Sales graphics that include marketable quotes or marketable tropes or things, that's part of classic tactics. That's part of, you know, trying to attract the right readers with the cool stuff that's in your book. So if you haven't done one of these, I recommend going for it, especially for writing in young adult genres, romance, that kind of stuff. Haven't seen as much of this in like military science fiction. Haven't seen as much of this in like from male authors, which is okay. (laughs) But I think even if you're sort of the kind of sarcastic person, you could probably turn this idea into something a little sarcastic. Like that's the beautiful thing about it is you can get kind of snarky with it if that's your jam. You don't have to take it super seriously. And I've seen some really fun snarky things with this, people making it into videos and stuff. So again, pop onto Book Brush, pop onto Canva, upload your ebook cover, put it in the middle of a Instagram graphic, put a background in, 
you can get the arrows and the elements thing. If I have time, I'll create a little mini video and put it That'd on fun. our cool. Author Elevate YouTube channel. And of course, if you're in the Author Mastermind group, you will probably have the video there first. So another hint, you know, join our mastermind because cool things happen there first. And yeah, because it's just a good practice to get into. And I know as authors, it's really easy to get overwhelmed with the graphic design side of things. And the trick is really knowing the cool things that are in your book, which is at Author Elevate, we're all about market focused stuff. And that doesn't mean writing to market all the time. It just means knowing what in your book appeals to the market. And then putting that out there so the right people say, oh, look, I like your book. I need this book. Please give me this book. I, I want this book. <laughs> all right. Sounds so like fun. I want to try. I, yeah, go for it. Like, you should totally do it, Amy. I am a fan of this. Cool. Now, our main topic for this episode yes. is top six tips for a chill conference. And conference, we mean writing conference, of course. And we're saying chill because the thing is, when you're going to a writer's conference, the first thing you can get into your head about is, this is not going to be chill. This is not going to be <laughs> relaxing. Like, <laughs> who am I going to talk to? Where am I going to breathe? Where am I going to sit? What if they don't like me? Everyone's looking at me or they're not looking at me. They're ignoring me or maybe they're not ignoring me. Or maybe there's this or that. My books are great. My books are stupid. I have great <laughs> ideas. I have no ideas. It just can really get in your head <laughs> about this. Um, so we're going to give you some of our tips to <sighs> take a breather and go into this both with a sense of intention and purpose, because that helps you to be relaxed when you kind of know what you're doing instead of kind of going in there flailing around, but also how to go in there with healthy expectations. Um, you'll hear lots of people saying, this writer's conference changed my life. And you'll hear other people saying, I really didn't like the conference this year. They could have been going to the exact same conference. <laughs> so deep breath. <sighs> it's okay and will help you to get the most out of it you can. So first thing is make sure you're choosing the right conferences. If you're writing in horror, maybe don't go to a romance conference. Well, depends on what type of romance you're writing, I guess. It's true. <laughs> it's true, but I mean, in general, you know, know what kind of conference you're going to and why you're going there. Now on our end, me and Amy often go to conferences these days to teach, to represent, to be on faculty, to be very businessy and networking, and yes, to hang out with friends. But you know, that's our angle with that. And so we're going to either go to conferences that, you know, pay us or otherwise, you know, incentivize us to be there to help people <laughs> or to network, you know, to meet with authors, to talk with them, to share with how we can help them, to give them free help, all of that stuff. And so we're going to choose conferences that make sense for that. It makes sense for people who you want to connect with. So when you're thinking about conferences that you're going to go to, think about what do you want to get out of this? Who do you want to connect with? Look at the faculty. Are you impressed with the faculty? Do you want to meet the faculty? Are you not impressed with the faculty? Look at the website. Think about the kind of people they're going to be attracting. Does it look very sparkly and fun? Does it look very serene and calm? Or does it look very serious and like very like professional and very buttoned up and very much like, do you have your resume with you? And are you prepared to do this thing seriously? Which is fine. But do your homework and be intentional about that. And once you commit to that, then commit. Because I know there's also a thing where you can be like, I said I would go to this. Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe I'm not ready. 
maybe this, maybe that, maybe I can I afford this? I don't think I can afford this. Maybe I can't afford this. Can I like all the things in your head? <laughs> so be intentional and then stick with it and be ready to, you know, pray over it, think about it, talk to people and get what you can out of it regardless. What's another, what's our second tip good, there, Amy? Good. The, the next thing that I would say, uh, and it is to give yourself pockets of space as you are planning your your time and your experience at whatever conference you attend Mm -hmm. and now granted this probably is different whether you're an introvert or an extrovert Mm -hmm. um i can speak from the introverted perspective because i am a hardcore (laughs) introvert Mm -hmm. i run out of people energy very quickly Mm -hmm. and so i have to be very intentional Mm-hmm. about how I spend my time. Mm-hmm. And so I have to make sure when, when I'm going to conferences to to listen and to mm-hmm. learn, I go to the classes that speak directly to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I don't go to a class just because it's there. Yeah, good, you know? good point. Mm-hmm. It's if, because many times there will be a class or there'll be so many classes. You don't oh even know goodness, which one to yes. pick. Like at, at Blue Ridge, it's mm-hmm. massive. There are mm-hmm. so many, con- there's so many classes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like 60 faculty members and everybody's teaching more than one thing. And yep. so you can drive yourself mad mm-hmm. with all of the different classes that you could choose. And, mm-hmm. you know, on the surface, it all sounds like really great information. And most of the time it is. But you really need to prioritize what is the most important because you only have enough energy to get through a certain amount of time. And if you burn yourself out, Mm -hmm. it won't do you any good. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is to choose the classes, the classes, the classes (laughs) that that you really want to take. And when you have opportunities to take a break, to take a nap, take a break, take it. Do it. Absolutely. Yep. The mm-hmm. the first the first time I went to the Blue Ridge conference, this this is probably terrible, but I know myself. Yep. And there were a couple of areas of free time scheduled, and and many people were using those for get-togethers with friends, yep. or they'd meet at the coffee shop and chat. Nope. I went to my room and I took a nap in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was it was how I had to process, and that's okay. If that's the way you process and if that's the way you work, if that's how you will get the best mm-hmm. out of whatever your conference experience is, do it. So that's Absolutely. what I would, that's one I would say. What's the next one that you would hand out? Um, well, I'm going to add to that as someone who I'm kind of a introverted extrovert mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I do like to be around people, but I also actually have social anxiety. I am neurodivergence. I have sensory issues. Um, I manage to be ADHD and on the autistic spectrum and all those things. So it's very easy for me to be very happy to be around people, but then get overwhelmed without realizing it. And so I want to speak to those of you who maybe don't realize how much energy you're expending. Um, Even you super hardcore extroverts, and I know you're out there, needing rest is a human thing. Needing time to recharge your brain from absorbing information, that is a human thing. That is not always a personality thing. I've, As a teacher, I taught many different learning styles. At a certain point, 
all of my students' eyes got glazed. It didn't matter what their personality was. At a certain point, they're just like, nope, mm -mm, no, we cannot absorb any more information today, Mrs. Zipolito. So what I want to recommend for you is just giving yourself that pocket of space, even if you're not fully aware of it. Um, from my time, I actually have um, people in my life who will say, how are you doing? Do you need to go chill out? And usually they're right. I need to back off and have that pocket of space, which I also have um, once a day, usually in the middle of the day, I go to my room for 30 minutes. Uh, I, I take a nap. I read some Bible. I just go, <sighs> okay, okay, and reset. And so give yourself that time, even if you're not sure that you really need it, because you probably really do need to reset, and you're just not aware of it. People time can be a very good thing, but anytime you have too much of a good thing, it can be harmful. Like, yes, we must, we love milk, but if you drink a gallon of milk at one go, it's going to be too much. I mean, I'm dairy free, so I can't do that anyway anymore. But the point is, unless it's oat milk. Um, so give yourself that time to process. Give yourself that time to be in your own headspace. You will not regret it. I promise you that. You may feel like there's something in your head saying FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. I know that's a thing, especially for people who are a little more outgoing, is what's going on when I'm not there. I get that. But you need that time to be in your own head. You need that time to recollect who you are instead of always just engaging with everyone else around you. So backing up what Amy said, and of course, if you're neurodivergent like me, make sure you're taking your care kit. Take your earplugs. Take your... That your fidget thing that you need to fidget with and we're going to talk more about those kind of comfort things later on you know this is not the time to abandon those things that help you to function all right for number three part of that intentionality that you've been talking about is find three takeaways that you're going to come away from the conference with just three now you're probably going to have more you're probably going to have a lot more but try to find three things that you're actually going to implement. And this may be something where you write a list during the conference and then afterwards you have to process and say which one or which ones am I going to really work on. And that's fine. But try to find three. If you try to implement all ten, you're not going to implement any <laughs> at all. And one of the beautiful things about a conference is the post-conference buzz and charge, which after you go home and collapse and rest, <laughs> you jump into actually implementing what you've learned. You contact that person, you make that critique group, you do the rest, you implement that idea you got for your edit, etc. So make sure that you're just trying to focus on three. Three is a great That's number. Good. In Western civilization, we love threes. So do three. Three's threes great. are good. Threes are good. And then Amy, uh, number four, what do you have for number four? What I have for number four, uh, choose comfortable appropriate clothing yes comfortable so and appropriate both <laughs> yeah there's two there's two elements to this so you want to be comfortable and you want to make sure that you've got shoes on that aren't going to hurt your feet if you mm -hmm. have to stand for a while mm -hmm. or if you have to walk very far mm -hmm. um again blue ridge is on my mind because it's it's so close <laughs> there are a lot of hills Yes. And the first time I went, I wore backless shoes and oh, I kept no. coming out of my shoes. Oh, and so man. I'm not doing that again. Mm -hmm. uh, so check your shoes. Most conference centers that I have found are also very cold. And yes. so layering, 
I layer uh, so that, you know, you can just shed layers as you need them or put them on Mm -hmm. as you need them. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of it is that you do want to be appropriate. You do want to be professional in the way you present yourself. And that does involve what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. The Now, most conferences will have a dress code. They will mm-hmm. post the expected dress code, although most of them will say something like business casual. Yeah. Which has a lot of definitions and mean? variations. What does it um, mean? <laughs> I also want to apologize for the sun. I was going to say, setting. do you need to like stop and uh, <laughs> close that off? Because you're, you're glowing here. Is anyone can close the window I, I or something? I, yeah, I can go do that. Is that okay? Let me go ahead and go do room. that. Yeah, finish that. Go do that. It's fine. This is fine. This but, is real life, people. <laughs> the sun does set. I'm not usually sitting in this seat at this time. So, uh, but but make sure that you have clothing that presents yourself as a professional. Mm-hmm. Because you know, no holes in strange mm-hmm. places or no. I don't want to say obscene stuff on t-shirts or i mean and and, uh, maybe maybe that's somewhat dependent on where you are it is but but here's the thing it's always better especially if you're pitching to go a little more conservative than you think you need to and here's another practical tip with this those dress clothes that you only wear a couple times a year put them on before you go to the conference and make sure they still fit either Either they're not too loose or not too tight. Yes. Um, one of the worst things is you go, I'll just wear my pants. Like those those fancy dress pants that I only wear twice a year. And you go to the conference, you're like, these are really uncomfortable. Or a button popped off. Or, you know, they're just really tight. Or they're really loose and it looks really sloppy. So, and this is for guys as well as girls. Okay, I know, like, it's like, oh, this is a girl thing and guys just eat easy. If you're pitching you will be judged just a little bit. Okay. You're going to be judged a bit. And if you're trying to present yourself in any kind of professional way, like fine, wear the t-shirt, but wear a nice t-shirt that isn't wrinkled or like have super faded stuff on it. We're not saying you always have to be super fancy, but like, you know, don't wear stuff that you went out raking leaves in. Right. Okay. Well, and if, if I know a lot of times I have to travel, to get mm-hmm. to conferences because there's no conferences in Kansas. Nobody oh, yeah. has conferences <laughs> in Kansas. And so when I get to wherever I'm going, I'll pull my clothes out of my suitcase and they'll be wrinkled. Mm-hmm. But so what I do is I pull them out the night before and then hang I take a shower and I'm yeah. hang them in the in the Beautiful. bathroom in the Absolutely. steam. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's there's all sorts of because I don't want to travel with an iron. I don't iron things. That oh takes work. no, who's gonna do that? <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, I do the exact same thing. It, like it's. A couple extra steps, hang it up, you know, try it on before you go. I do the same thing because honestly, when I'm working around my house, I am wearing yoga pants or sweatpants most of the time. And then if I have a meeting, I'm putting something nicer on top or I'm putting a nice hoodie on top because that is how I roll. But when I'm going to conferences, I'm going to have to make sure I look a, a little more put together. So I take the time. To make sure that my stuff at least looks semi together. All right, Amy, do you want to go? Yes. Stop I'm going to go. So Amy you take the next gonna, one. Yes. <laughs> Amy is going to go and unghost herself for a second here. So if you're listening on the Own Your Unique or the on the Author Elevate podcast and you can't see this, um, over the last uh, about five or ten minutes, Amy has been slowly turning more and more glowy from sunlight coming in a very special way. Um, so those of you on YouTube, you've been able to appreciate her steadily more turning into like Casper, the friendly ghost only in a reverse way, <laughs> or I guess you could say turning like, more angelic, 
Or was that blasphemy? I don't know. Anyway, it's, it was kind of interesting. And so she just fixed that. So we're all good You now. can tell we filmed this in real time. We do that. <laughs> You're getting real help here, people. Okay. So we have gone through four tips. We're going to sum them up at the end. Tip number five, know what you're writing and be open to change. Both of these are crucial. And I know for authors, sometimes you either go in and say, well, I don't know what I'm writing at all. So I'm just going to like kind of wait for people to kind of tell me things. Or I do this. This is what I do. And I am going to do this. Do not tell me that I am not doing this because I am doing this. You need to be a little flexible on both sides. So go in with intentionality. Know your genre. Know an idea of your genre, of your goals. Whether you just write for yourself, which that's fine. Okay, if you're going here to sell, going to a conference to sell things and you like to write for yourself and like 10 people who love your genre, that stuff, that's fine. We're not judging you. But know where you stand. Know whether you're writing uh, for profit, entertainment, message, all of that stuff. Know those things. But then be open to change at the conference. Be open to listening to a keynote that makes you go, oh, maybe I need to shift this. Maybe I'm not in the right place. Maybe I need to go over here. I don't really want to, but that's it. Listen with discernment. We're not saying, you know, you have to go to one session and then change everything based on that session because you're going to change everything based on every single session. But go in being open to hearing new things and go in with some humility as we're talking about earlier we at author elevate think humility rocks and we all need more of it and we need more teachability we need more intentionality in what we're doing and more teachability in how we're doing it along with a healthy dose of just doing things <laughs> so make sure that you both go in knowing what you're writing, knowing what your goals are with it, at least scribbling some ideas on a piece of paper, even if it's your first conference, at least have some idea of where you're going. But then be open to change. Be open to listening. Um, if you're not the kind of person that really wants to deal with that in the moment, write it down. Think about it later. You have plenty of time to brood after the conference. <laughs> Would it be fair to say pivot? Oh, yes. <laughs> Pivoting is your friend, authors. I know it's hard sometimes. I get attached to things, too. We all do. Amy gets attached to things. We all get attached to things in our heads. But be open to pivoting because sometimes it is the best thing that you can do. But also know your ultimate goals are while you're writing so you don't pivot into something that deeply offends your deepest principles because we don't want that either. All right, Amy, and what about the last thing? Number six. Yes. I wrote down for this to make a list of 10 people you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. And as an introvert, if you just think about it that way, that seems like too many people. Because that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But one thing that this always ha happens to me, every time I go to a conference, there are mm -hmm. too many people for me to, to talk to. And I don't have a prioritized list of who mm -hmm. I need to talk to more than the other. So it's a good idea to make a list of people who you want to make sure you speak to. I mean, who you want to talk to, what you want to talk to them about. Mm -hmm. And then, very honestly, it's highly unlikely that you're going to get the opportunity to talk to all 10 of those people mm -hmm. in a professional capacity. So if you get to person now, number pausing one. pausing for a second. Yeah. Hyper extroverts out there, we see you. 
We know that you were on the hunt. We know that you will do this thing, and we are not doubting your expertise. Okay? So shout out to you, but sometimes, or, or, or if you're a highly focused introvert who also is like, I believe in my shopping list, and I will check every name off. So if you want to, that's awesome. Go for that it. Is do awesome. That is awesome. Yes. Do it. But, if but, you've got the... <laughs> But if you're not those kind of super intense people, it's a ballpark. And, and, and one thing for those people who are very driven and intense, we love you so much. But I have one request. Please do not pitch your manuscript to me while we're in the bathroom. Nope. Um, well, okay. Wait till I'm at the sink. I really don't <laughs> like, I am there to listen to people. And actually, and I don't know if she ever remembers this, but... Uh, Susie Kuhn, who is amazing, um, when I was at my first writers' conference, it was the Greater Philadelphia Christian Writers' Conference, and she had like the hair streak that was red, and she had the yes. put together stuff, and it wasn't in the ba- it wasn't in when she was in the stall, it was when she was washing her hands, and I just looked at her and said, I really love your hair streak because I did, I love weird colored hair, I did it all through college, I still do it, um, and she, you know. She thanked me and everything, and it was a nice thing. And then I just said, hey, do you think that I should go to your next session on marketing? I don't really have, like, my book is getting pitched, but I don't know where it's going to happen. It's still in editing. Do you think it's worthwhile? And she said, sure, please, come along. So I'm not saying that you can't strike up a conversation over the sink, because I literally just did that. Conversations are fine. Conversations are are fine, especially when they're kind of like, hi, I think what you're doing is cool. Should I be a part of it? That's great. But going up to someone and being like, I want to show you why I am cool doesn't really work with the humility thing. I have been at the sink washing my hands and somebody has come up to me with paper. Oh, no, that is, that is different. That is different. This, this is what happens to me. (laughs) By the way, Susie Q, we love you and we're, you're awesome. Suzanne, one of my favorites. I love her so much. Yes. Um, But yes, so uh, conversations in the ladies' room are great. I mean, I can't tell you. I don't know what happens in the men's room, by the way. We can't speak to that. I mean, I don't really want to know. So, (laughs) have business conversations, be professional wherever you go. Yes. And that's great. Um, that's a, that's a good rule of and thumb. And stalls really are off limits. Okay. Stalls are really off limits to anyone. Yeah, so please. just, just don't. Okay. Just but leave us yeah, on. make your list of people who you want to talk to. And then that way, if, if you get to one and you can't get to them or, or they're too busy or they're booked up or, or they're just not available, then you can move on to the next one. And mm-hmm. that way you'll have your people who you've been able to talk to and it will for me it's nice to have a checklist Mm -hmm. because at least i feel like i've accomplished a goal Mm -hmm. um again if you can reach all 10 that's great but you win extra bonus gold stars yeah it helps to have a focus um and to, to just kind of know where your priorities are absolutely absolutely so in summary the six tips to have a chill conference are choose the right conference Give yourself pockets of space. Find three takeaways to take away from the conference. Choose comfortable, appropriate clothing. Know what you're writing and be open to change. And give yourself a ballpark of 10 people to talk to, understanding that 
If you can do it, that's great. If you don't do it, that's great, but it gives you a focal point. And so we, we believe in the focal points. Awesome. Good things. Intentionality. Intentionality. All right, Amy. So what else do we got to say? I think that's all we have, mm-hmm. but I, I know that for mm-hmm. sure we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so much fun to talk about the industry yes. and share the things that we know. And it's mm-hmm. even better when we know that there are folks who yes. who are interested and who need this information. Yeah. So we believe we in you guys. Be wanna, awesome. We do. We, you can do, we do. So we do want to encourage everybody to subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're just so grateful that you're tuning in. Yes, absolutely. And um, if you want to get a little more conversant with us, we have not one but two Facebook groups. So we have the Author Elevate Jam session, which is absolutely free. And you can just, you know, answer a few questions and join in because we do believe in answering questions to keep the bots and spammers out. But if you want to take things to the next level, you can join our Patreon at, we have three awesome levels, including one that's literally a dollar a month or $12 for the whole year. And that gets you into the mastermind group with the live Q&A, all the stuff early that we're coming up with. And you get a shout out and then the later tiers get you stickers because we like stickers and exclusive worksheets and all that stuff and everything. So if you're interested, check out our Patreon. And of course that all goes to help us do cool things with this podcast, one of which is if we hit a certain amount of subscribers. <coughs> you okay there? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my frog got in my throat. It is okay. One of which is if we hit a certain number of subscribers, we will do transcripts for everything. For those of you who love the transcripts, we love the transcripts too. We're readers. But we need to make sure that we can get funding for that. <laughs> So um, please do check that out if you were able. And again, if you were not, you can check out the jam session and hang out there. Thank you so much for tuning in and go forth and be awesome.